But tell me, why is it that you're moving, actually? Uh, tunnel, 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 tunnel. Tunnel, 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 tunnel. Is it because the kids have grown and the house is getting too big? Tunnel, 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 tunnel. Ready for a smaller place? Tunnel. Seems reasonable. All your children are grown, right? Oh, tunnel, tunnel. How many children do you have? Tunnel, tunnel. Tunnel. Now let's count it out. Let's go up to 20 if you can. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, ten, twelve, twelve, Hello and welcome to another episode of What's the Matter? A podcast where we discuss all things neuroscience. I'm your host, Mrigang Shale. Today, we discuss the phenomenon of speech. So let's get started. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Okay, here we go. So to understand how speech really works, I think we need to first talk about some neuroanatomy. Generally speaking, most speech is produced in the left hemisphere at least in most right-handed people. And even if you're not right-handed, chances are that your speech is still dominated in your left hemisphere. Now, in order for the brain to function, it needs oxygen, nutrients, and that is supplied by the blood. So, let's talk about the brain's circulation. One of the main arteries in the brain responsible for providing this oxygen is the middle cerebral artery. And since we are talking about the left hemisphere, we will just talk about the left middle cerebral artery, or the left MCA. Now the left MCA has a superior division. Which provides blood to the frontal lobe. And there's a inferior division to the left MCA, which provides blood to the parietal lobe and the temporal lobes. So once again, to keep it simple, superior division, frontal lobe, inferior division, temporal lobe, and parietal lobe. Now the frontal lobe is responsible for, among many things, the motor or movement aspect of speech. More specifically, speech production. Now, the parietal lobe is responsible for sensory aspects, and the temporal lobe is responsible for comprehension. Obviously, the lobes do many, many things, but I'm oversimplifying it to keep it succinct. Now, the special structure located in the frontal lobe is called the Broca's area. Now you may be asking yourself, hey, what is so special about the Broca's area? Well, let me tell you. Loss of speech, chronic softening, and parietal destruction of the anterior left lobe of the brain. Pierre Paul Broca, 1861. Translated by Christopher D. Green. 
Mr. Broca, on the occasion of this report, presented the brain of a 51-year-old man who died in his care at Bichetre Hospital and who had lost the use of speech for the past 21 years. When the patient was admitted to Bichetre at the age of 21, he had lost for some time the use of speech. He could no longer pronounce more than a single syllable, which he originally repeated twice at a time. Whenever a question was asked, he would always reply, tan, tan, in conjunction with quite varied expressive gestures. For this reason, throughout the hospital, he was known only by the name of Tan. At the time of his admission, Tan was perfectly able-bodied and intelligent. After about 10 years... The Broca's area is considered a special motor speech area because it directs the muscles actually involved in the production of speech. Interestingly enough, uh, recent studies using PET scans show that the Broca's area lights up when we um, are prepared to speak or even as we think about speaking or plan to think about speaking. Now, the inferior division of the left MCA also supplies the Wernicke's area. The Wernicke's area is responsible for language comprehension. In other words, understanding what is written and what is spoken. New research also shows that it's primarily involved in sounding out unfamiliar words. So together, these regions in the brain create a circuit. Speech comes into the Wernicke's area where it's comprehended or understood. As a result, speech is then planned. That planning is also understood in the Wernicke's area. From there, sounds for speech is sent to the Broca's area. In the Broca's area, all the motor concepts of sound is processed, and the final result that comes out is comprehensible speech. That's all, folks. So how do we know that these are the areas which are involved for speech? I.e., how do we know that the Broca's area is responsible for speech production and the Wernicke's area is responsible for speech comprehension. Well, neuroscientists know this fact through a cornucopia of experiments and imaging techniques. But the most obvious way to know this is by looking at language deficits in previous or current stroke patients. The simplest way to describe a stroke is when an area of the brain doesn't get enough oxygen and as a result dies. Now, this could be due to uh, an occlusion of a brain artery, which is blocked off due to an emboli or a plaque. Let's say a patient comes into the ER with a set of symptoms. We can cross-reference their phenotypical deficits with their brain imaging, their MRIs or CT scans. With that information, we can match and uh, localize their symptoms to a specific lesion in the brain. Let's elaborate this a little bit. Let's say a person with high cholesterol has a plaque buildup and the plaque embolizes and the embolus travels up into the left middle cerebral artery. And now it makes its way up towards the superior division of the left MCA, blocking off the blood supply to the Broca's area. Now here is an example of a patient with Broca's aphasia trying to answer a few simple questions. The video is from the Wisconsin Physiotherapy Department website. Now tell me what this thing was with your legs last week or week before. Uh, no good. Uh, uh, 
ache. You can you can really see and that the patient is frustrated. He is trying to search for the words. He's looking at his knee. He's uh, looking at the doctor. He's looking around the room, searching for the word, uh, hoping uh, that it would just materialize uh, out of thin air and pop into his mouth. But it's not coming. Uh, knees and ankles. And the frustration and disappointment in his face is palpable. What'd you do about it? Individuals with Broca's aphasia have trouble speaking fluently. Uh, home. But their comprehension can be relatively preserved. A doctor. And legs. They have no problem understanding, but they have a problem in speech production. Usually, their sentences are limited to just a couple of simple words. This type of aphasia is also known as non-fluent or expressive aphasia. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Don't know. Now, what will happen if the clot goes into the inferior division of the left MCA? Well, it will block off the blood supply to the Wernicke's area. Now this area, like we said, is responsible for language comprehension. So what will happen if there's a lesion to this area? Having a conversation with these patients is very interesting. If you say something to the patient, they might think they understand what you've just said, but in reality, they don't really know. And when they respond back to you, they just speak gibberish, and they don't even know that they're speaking gibberish. Hi, Byron, how are you? I'm happy, are you pretty? You look good. What are you doing today? We stayed with the water over here at the moment and talked with the people for them over there. They're diving for them at the moment. They'll save in the moment. He'll have water very soon for him. With luck for him. So we're on a cruise and we're about to We will sort it right here and they'll save their hands right there for and, them. And what were we just doing with the iPad? Uh, right at the moment, they don't show a darn thing. <laughs> <laughs> With the iPad that we were doing. We, from, like, here? I'd like my change for me and change hands for me. It would happen. I would talk with Donna sometimes. We're out with them. Other people are working with them with them. I'm very happy with them. And happy. I mean, I play golf and hit other trees. We play out with the hands. So they'll just uh, take unrelated words, put them together, and create a sentence. This is what's known as a word salad. It's completely fluent, but it's nonsensical. All right, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, and I hope the world lasts for you. Have a good day. At most times, aphasias will improve on their own, but there are certain times when they persist, and if the speech isn't improving, patients can opt out for speech and language therapy. So what is uh, speech and language therapy? Speech and language therapy aims to help you communicate to the best of your ability. It helps restore as much of your speech and language as possible. And finally, it helps find patients' alternative ways for communicating. There are over-the-counter medications that aphasia patients can take, 
Some new ones are being researched and developed as we speak. No pun intended. And finally, there's transcranial magnetic stimulation, where an electromagnet placed on the scalp is stimulated for a short time using an electric current to stimulate parts of the brain which are affected in aphasia, for example, Broca's or Wernicke's. Now, there is a caveat in this. So far, we have only been talking about the localization of speech in the brain, i.e. the Broca's area or the Wernicke's area. But new research has shown that in many different individual patients, language production and language comprehension areas are found in different areas of the brain close to the uh, Broca's or the Wernicke's, but not exactly localized in that region. Further experimentation and research is still ongoing, and we hope to find out more about it in the future. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode of What's the Matter? I would like to thank soundbible.com for providing us with the sound bites that you heard and also freesound.org. I'd also like to thank Tactus Therapy for the Wernicke's aphasia video. And thank you to Ronnie Martin who made us that cool little introductory jingle. The music you are listening to is by Lee Rossavire called Illumination. What's the Matter is sponsored by Physicians of Oath, providing medical aid to the less fortunate. Please visit the website at www.physiciansofoath.org and of course click the donate button. Once again, thank you for joining me on this episode. I hope to see you guys soon on our next podcast. Till then, goodbye.